Tonight we welcome Kepi Gooley to the stage of the Phoenix Theater for a very special edition of On Stage with Jim and Tom. Kepi has been sharing his art with the public for over 30 years. Whether punk rock with the Groovy Ghoulies, Americana with the Haints, whimsical illustrations, his extensive solo performance catalog, this is a person with an incredible body of work. Tonight we'll learn about his history, his outlook, and later he'll play some of his music. Please welcome to the program, Kepi Gooley. Kepi Gooley. Excellent. You Me! I'm on stage with Jim and Tom. What a guy. Where should we start but this very building, the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma, California? Before we started, you said that there's three very significant moments that you've had in this yeah. building. And I'd love wow. to start there. Yeah, let's start here. Uh, in high school, 1981, I drove from Roseville, California to see the Ramones in this theater. Yeah. It was my first time seeing the Ramones, and it was a game changer. A, a, a pivotal moment in your creative Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ramones was a game changer. It was funny. That was the first of three for the Ramones here. The Groovy Ghoulies is the project that you were in from the early 80s until around 2007, yeah, I think. Yeah. And would you say that that band was influenced majorly by The Ramones, like the Ramones was pretty much the kind of the Beatles to a lot of punk rockers because it was a two, a two and a quarter minute song, verse, yeah. verse, chorus, out, you know, and it, it was yeah. the tradition of Chuck Berry and Little Richard kind of. Oh, yes electrified and yep. you know amplified more so that project the groovy ghoulies which went for over over 20 years yeah um, the, yeah uh that started in in 1983 but but the, so the phoenix though back to the phoenix so you had that the ramones the first time you saw them that yeah. was a crazy experience 81 yep. yeah ghoulies started in 84 but the second to the last groovy ghoulies show was here yeah. with the epoxies and phenomenons gee and that was great the epoxies were smoking as well that night that yeah. was a great show and the phenomenons and the phenomenons used to pack this place constantly Always. and you know love those guys but still and you know two yeah. phenomenons and an epoxy are on my new record so yeah. you know you stay friends and that's the best that's the best thing you choose your uh, musician friends well thanks yeah cuz friends first yeah. And they just happen to be amazing. <laughs> so when you were telling me about the Phoenix memories, you also told me a kind of a, a, a drop of one of your philosophies, which is like what people spend their time doing is like their art. You were talking about how people at the post office, people at the grocery store. Yeah. Like what they do. Yeah. That in their own way. And I'm curious because you are like a bona fide artist. Yeah. Like you, you, I mean, well, we all are. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have a friend in Sacramento that's a hairstylist. And to me, she's like the Van Gogh of hairstylists. I mean... People go to her and their hair comes out purple and green and it's perfectly cut. And it's a, it's a work of art. It's a sculpture, basically, yeah. is what she does. So for you, the, the, the club of artists is not an exclusive one. Anyone can and is an artist, in your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because there's some people who are a little, they have a, a higher threshold, you know. Some people are maybe a little more uh, selective or snobby, maybe, about using that word artist. But for you, it, anybody can be, and any, everyone should be. Yeah, and it is, like a mom or a nurse or a doctor or anything. And it, yeah, it's funny, and there is like this, you know, people want to feel exclusive. I think maybe that's affected, <laughs> I don't know if that's affected my level of success or not, but it's like, you know, and the Ramones, are like punk rock kind of taught you anyone can do anything, and you can, you know, do a thing or whatever, so... Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I want to include everybody, you know, I don't, I don't want, you know, like the, you know, 
people lined up or, you know, knock twice to get into the after party or whatever. Of course, sometimes you want to be with your friends or a couple, you know, but but life in general, you know, shouldn't be exclusive for these people and not these people, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, if those guys have some crazy club going on, build your own club. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's going to be more fun because you're not going to be being judged or whatever. Like judgment is, is a, a terrible thing. You know, I mean, judgment is a gift that this is a thing I've learned that, you know, I see that behavior and I judge whether or not to follow it. That's what judgment is for. Not like, ooh, you're wearing purple, it's green day or whatever, you know. Well, I mean, you are known, I think, by your friends and the people who love your music as an extremely positive individual. So it's, it's, you are. I mean, would you not? Yeah, say, I don't. You've, I, re, you've read some reviews, I'm sure. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that. I know. He's so nice. And like some people, like I have a friend. Like I have a, a friend who's a school teacher. I hate the word nice. Teachers are nice. I'm like, there's. No, I hate. I hate that people don't like nice. There's nothing wrong with nice. Everybody should be nice. You know. I mean, it's crazy in our society that like cool people are rebels or whatever. You know. I've discovered that a lot of cool people are just people who are afraid to do things, so they stand in the corner and they act cool. You know. But but a lot of times it's like fear of what people will think or, you know, all this stuff. It's like fear of judgment, fear of judgment. Yeah. And so you're cool, but you're not really cool. You're maybe afraid of what people think. Did it take time for you to get to that? Absolutely. Point? Okay. 20 years. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. I mean, you know, your life is a work of art. You figure things out, yeah. Yeah. you know, like why, why in high school did I worry about what that guy thought or whatever? And then you go like, who cares? You know? And it's like, and again, it gets to the point where if you're ever worrying about what someone thinks, you know, then maybe think again. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's some, a good way to live. I've figured out. I'm happy. <laughs> so some, some it pe- works for me. <laughs> some people seem to be like blessed with the, like having it all figured out at a young age. And some people it's a long road. It's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. I've been around, you know, yeah. I've been playing rock and roll over 30 years. And even, you know, I judge behaviors. I've been laying low because I don't like some of the things that happen in rock and roll with, you know, people doing drugs that should be old enough to know better and people treating other people not so cool, you know, and you just like break time, you know. I feel like you ha- in the rock and roll business, you kind of have to be thoughtful about trying to be nice and not being judgmental because it can kind of just seep in. It is a, it is a sometimes an, a very image heavy world. It is sometimes a very judgment heavy world. Yeah. So, come, so you got to really like know what your foundation is. You really got to steady yourself in order not to fall prey to maybe you know, easy, easy sort of uh, behavioral patterns that everybody yeah. else can seem to be doing. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely like you, par- partying gets you places. Yeah. You know, and the schmooze, and you know, ambition. You know, and I lack a lot of those things. <laughs> I definitely, you know, ambition is 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 you know not my main thing. And you can get far on ambition, but. I'd rather I'm rather go slow and have organic friends that last a lifetime. You know, but I think writing songs is 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 a, a piece of ambition. Um, uh, to be able to get up and do that, uh, you've got to have an ambition that leads you towards that, and, and you do a great job of that. Thanks. Yeah, that's a that's a funny thing in this business. You know, people like oh, you know, you pretend like you don't care if people hear your music. You wouldn't make records if you didn't want people to buy them. Period. Yeah. Of course, I would enjoy people to buy my art, yeah. and my mu- which is my music, is my art. Because right? you, you do have ambition, or rather you at least have something inside of you that causes you almost year after year to put out a new album. Yeah. Uh, but maybe, it, it, would you say it's less ambition and more just you, you have so much coming out of you that you want to get down and, and put out? Or is it a struggle to keep up that body of work? It's all of those things. Um, 
you know, it's part of it, you know, for years was just like, hey, make a record and tour, then I don't have to go to work, you know? So it's like part of it's just to like not be out there doing that thing, you know? Well, that's ambitious. It is ambitious. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, dog paddling, you know? Ooh, I gotta make a new record. Because you, you do want to be like, I want to be a songwriter, you know? And I, I you know, and, and simplicity, I think, gets kind of overlooked, you know? But to me, Chuck Berry and Little Richard and Jonathan Richmond, and the Ramones, there's a beauty in simplicity. There's a message in a lot of songs. It just kind of maybe gets looked over because it looks fluffy or simple. But, but the, you know, actually the whole, the whole key, the whole universe can be broken down into two words, be kind. That's the only thing you need to know to live on this planet. So then you have to come up with different themes and ways to say be kind. <laughs> and you find that that's a theme in a lot of your music? It's where I'm at now. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, we try too hard and uh and we can figure it out if we if we really want to people don't want to figure it out people want drama people want to be in chaos i think they find it thrilling or they get addicted purpose, to it you know, or it gives a great them great way to hide too yeah yeah you don't have to face your past or the things that you you know and it is funny but yeah we do oh, what did i do when i was a kid well whatever you did you, you're forgiven you know <laughs> on with the show you know, <laughs> that's how I think, yeah. you know, but people don't want to think like that or, or they feel like they can't, but yeah. Well, I mean, if you're constantly creating new villains to fight against, then you never really have to look inward at maybe your role in yeah. things. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's a, it's a high to constantly be castigating and pointing fingers. And it's also a nice escape from having to like look in the mirror, which can be kind of a spooky thing depending yeah. on what's in that mirror. Yeah. And I think it's spooky for all of us at a certain point in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I don't, you know, I don't want to say I figured it out, but I'm on the path of trying to figure it out, Yeah. which brings me to my new record, which is like a completely happy record you know there there is no villain you know other than survival or choosing a path you know and and we talk about like ajj there's yeah. a band like, you know they have all kinds of things going on it used to be there. andrew jackson jihad yeah now ajj but they you know sean will drop a funny little truth bomb like you know of course you know it's not a it's not a competition it's a cooperation and then you study the law of attraction and there's like oh there's room for everybody to do their thing and then you realize that and it's like well, bands don't have to compete or, you know, bands think they have to compete, but they don't. Well, I, I, and to add to that, I think that there's this perception that there's a finite amount of success out there for everybody. And if you get it, then that oh. means I'm not going to get it. And then that causes rivalry and that causes yeah. and resentment, yeah. especially. Yeah. Yeah. You're not as good as I am. You don't work as hard as I am, but you've gotten farther. So I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. And he sucks, by the yeah. way. And she's bad at doing music. She's not as good as we are, you know? Yeah. I, I, you see that a lot because this music is so personal. Yeah. And success is so personal. Yeah. And you, a lot of time we find our validation maybe in how much our stuff is consumed right and if other people are doing better than us sometimes if we're not careful yeah we can start to like be like fuck that person yeah <laughs> but yeah. but the reality is it's not a finite amount of success right and it's not record sales because you can always go find a boy band or a pop band that's just making fluff or what you perceive as fluff that's sold like 13 million records so where where, where does consumption become an actual Approval, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, you know, a landmark or a, a margin of success, you know, yeah. or or you have your your Kurt Cobain's and your Didi Ramones who are maybe successful but demonized their entire existence. What is the point of that? You know, has your benchmark for success changed over? Yeah, yeah, this is my benchmark for success: hanging out with friends, yeah, talking about art. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I, you know, well I'm a millionaire. Yeah. 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 And that's uh, funny. I, I, uh, I go to this little town in Arizona and the guy that founded this town, uh, always goes visit his grave, but his tombstone says, uh, rich in friends, poor in purse. And that's pretty much, that's great <laughs> yeah, that's like, I'll have that on my tombstone too. Yeah. That's, that's, that's success. Perfect. Yeah. Did, you, did you know that individual, or you just? No, know? it's yeah. the town of Warren, and okay. the, the guy's name was like George Warren or something, and he was the guy that founded this town. But there it is, and it's a good. You yeah. find these, and how did I end up at this grave in Arizona? You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. Yeah, and that's what I love about life is the little magic when you let the magic happen. And then um, we we can go deep into it, or we can not at all. But would you say that a sense of spirituality has guided you as you've gotten older? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you start trying to figure it out. And that's a funny thing. As a punk rocker, you know, I've, honestly, like, I've been punk rocking since Ronald Reagan. And then, oh, you know, how could things ever get worse? And then there, here's George Bush. How could things ever get worse? And here we are. And what's going on? You know, like, why, why do we not want to be happy? Why do we not want to figure it out? Why do we not want to, you know? And it's not all our fault. It's like, you know, if the parents, you know, the government is like our parents or I don't know, but people just, and they keep us busy and they keep us confused and they keep us fighting about our gender and our race and this and that so that we don't take time to be like, Hey, we're all the same. Uh, you know, yeah. so far we've talked about like how the strides you've made in the last 30 years. You're, how old are you now? 52. 52. Yeah. You've learned a lot. Yeah. And especially when a person's an artist, someone who sits down and really tries to channel their feelings into something that they can share with others that lens is, is useful for introspection and it's useful for like processing sometimes the horrors of life. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it, yeah. And so I'm curious, like uh, here we are 52. Um, what has brought you a, a greater sense of peace in terms of like how you view the world or, or your spirituality and all of that? It's, it's the journey, right? But there's a funny thing like, okay, okay connect some dots. Everything connects, yeah. but like, honestly, um, uh, the guy that used to draw the Groovy Gooly record covers, Esprit, he did all the stuff when we were on Lookout. He did like four records in a row. And he always read this uh, Vietnamese Buddhist, Thich Nhat Hanh, Thich Nhat Hanh. And he'd, all, you know, he'd read this, you know, and I never read it, you know. And then, uh, uh, and then like, I, I went through a divorce. And then the week of this divorce, I'm in the library, and here's this book by Thich Nhat Hanh looking at me, you know, like the, the spirit of Buddha's teaching or whatever, you know. And I grab it and... Oh, there's all the answers, you know. <laughs> it's just crazy. And these things come, they, they come around exactly when you need them. Yeah. And there it is. And, you know, and, and through that book, like, I totally learned gratitude. And that, that total evolution, just give thanks. You know, I give thanks every day that my parts work. That, you know, not everybody's parts work. And I'm healthy, I'm happy. Uh, and, you know, and, and he says, you know, when you go to bed, send love to not just your family, but your enemies or your, you know, the people that need, need it more, you know, and when you wake up, send love to the world and to the, the people who need it the most, you know, so, and then you read later, discover St. Germain and he's like, you know, send love to Washington, you know, <laughs> just positive energy that they might find their way and whatever, you know, it's funny stuff, but it, it all works. It works. Yeah. And it's a struggle sometimes to convince yourself to do that, but then you have kind of harrowing life experiences and then something clicks and that's that's the crazy thing i think about getting older yeah but it's not you know that time was a, a rough time but since then i don't find things harrowing that's the thing that we 
I think as a, a, in America, we love drama. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're capable right now, like today we're capable of like, you know what, this system's all messed up. Um, let's, let's maybe not shop at these giant corporations. Let's maybe not fight with each other over petty things. Let's maybe try to think that we're all the same. But we don't want to do that. Like people were like, what, what, let's wait for him to like blow. He's got the but, he's got the nuclear button. He's got the you know we we in America we want everything to be like a, a, a Bruce Willis movie or something. You know, we we don't want to like just figure it out because that's boring. Yeah. You or know? at least a reality show. Yeah, yeah. But we want you know we want everything to like hit rock bottom and then we have to crawl out of Mad Max land through the lava and the in you know solar powered jeeps to survive. You know, like people want. People think they want this big kaboom before we can heal. But we can heal today, but it's just not as exciting. I think it's pretty exciting. It would be easier if we could just heal without destroying everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing that all the hippies, that's we all hope for, the global awakening, that we all one day go, oh, we don't need this guy or that guy. (laughs) Oh, we can do this ourselves. Ourselves. Danny Secretion of the band The Secretions once said of you, there is no such thing as a stay-at-home keppy. He is the Energizer Bunny of do-it-yourself punk. He just never lets up. (laughs) Um, And I mean, my God, like 2011, you put out the album I Bleed Rock and Roll, which got four stars in the Italian edition of Rolling Stone (laughs) magazine. Uh, in 2012, you put out Kepi for Kids, uh, which was a different thing, kids' music. 2014, Kepi Goes Country. Yep. 2015, Fun in the Dark with Kepi Ghoulie and the Accelerators, <laughs> which was you and uh, some other people. That kinda, was the Dutch band. Yeah, the Dutch band. Yeah. And then, of course, 2017, which we'll talk about a little later on, is the band, or the, the album Lost and Loving It. So you, it just it pours out of you, it seems. Yeah, but I, I'm happy with what I've done, and I'm happy with where I'm going. Um, and that's what we were talking about. The tribute record thing was for 10 years, people said they were going to put out a, 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 a tribute record, you know, and it never happened. And then the year that the Ghoulies broke up, two tribute records came out, you know, but there's all this chaos going on. So you didn't have time to like sit and, oh, you know, and then just recently I came across those. I'm like, oh, I have two tribute records. That's pretty yeah. good, you know. Yeah. So that, that, you know, it's not all, you know, I try to not be ego. You know, but it's it's satisfying to go. Oh, you did do something with your life. You know, like. <laughs> do you have those uh, sort of existential moments less where you you worry that you've done something with your life as you've gotten older, or is it like pretty consistent throughout your artistic career? Um, you know, highs and lows. When you're younger, definitely. Like in the Groovy Ghoulies, like you know, even when you're like a kid. Okay, you're a kid, right? And yeah. like I've, I honestly have been rocking my whole life. And and you know, when you're a kid, you want to be the Rolling Stones playing the stadium, you know. And then later on, you're the Ghoulies, and then you're like, well, I kind of like Motorhead and the Cramps. That's a good size, like the, these theaters, right? That's yeah. that's cool. And now it's really like, oh, Jonathan Richmond. You know, if I can make a hundred people happy, I win. Yeah. But where the cards fall, it's management, record labels, people push, push, pushing for you. You know, it's nice to have that. Did the Groovy Ghoulies ever run up against that? That was a band for a long time that had some had some highs, right? I mean, that was a that's a project that you're most well known for, I would say, uh, just by like the broader public. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you ever have moments where your art was constricted by outside forces, or where people were trying to push you in a direction that you didn't really want to go in? Never, never. And that was the thing I loved about Lookout Records. Lookout Records. It was funny, right when we signed to Lookout Records, I think, you know, because it was like the 
the green day wave had broken yeah. and we were just, the waves were still settling, but you know, and the, and the people like the queers and screeching weasel and Mr. T got a little, they rode the wave a little higher. You know, we got, the, we got the foam, but, uh, uh, a guy from polygram records came to a show and he's like, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, you know, I'm on lookout records. He's like, you don't want to talk to me. I'm like, I'm on the best record label in the world. What do I have to lose? And then little do you know, you know, <laughs> but I mean, the thing I've learned that I love is when you don't, you don't know this when you're a kid, if you make a record for a major label, they own the master tape yeah. and, and you, they could say, go away and they own your, your work. And before Lookout Records crashed, I negotiated to get my master tapes back. So out of 20 something records, every record, every song I've ever recorded, I only don't own two songs out of like, wow. yeah. 20 albums which is incredibly yeah. satisfying yeah yes. even if you never did even anything I, with those yeah. just oh, to know yours. that you could yes i own my art and it won't end up in a warner brother picture because warner brothers will probably put a warner brothers artist on their soundtrack and th- these things i'm not saying never but th- that's the the tendencies but the satisfaction of of being in control of your catalog is a wonderful thing yeah uh, yeah and i and that's a, that's what makes me happy just I own my art, and that's pretty cool. Because that band put out nine full-length CDs, five EPs, 13 singles, five split singles. Also an incredible body of work, that band. Yes. But, but we never had this huge success. We did okay, and we always did okay. But we never, you know, we never played giant festivals. We never, big bands never took us on two we had you know i can on one hand i can tell you the bands that took care of us it was like seven seconds the queers voodoo glow skulls you know the muffs chicks dig it was that a band that had a message or was it just making music that sounded fun no the thing that (laughs) there's always a message and fun fun can be a message the 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 universe if you want the universe when you study the hippie stuff the universe wants us to be full of joy that is the purpose of our existence. Are and we are we are full of joy? No, we're like ninety nine percent off target. You know. You say if you study the hippie stuff, the universe wants us to feel joy. It that it doesn't feel like that a lot of the time. Why do you why do you believe that the universe wants us to feel joy, or why do the hippies believe that? Well, I I, I always say hippie because because yeah. I, I mean, mean if you say little, it, you're being a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. If you say that you're spiritual, then people think Jesus, and then they think Western religion, and then they turn off the faucet. Yeah. <laughs> no way, dude! Don't preach Jesus to me. Yeah. Jesus was one of many ascended masters who reached enlightenment, and it's all the same story. And, uh, you know, <laughs> love. Yeah. Love. <laughs> yeah. And I only ask because I think most people feel the opposite. I think most people feel the universe is out to get them and they yeah. have to punch through in order yeah. to even feel happiness. So it's interesting to hear you make that point, which yeah. is no, 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 the universe wants you to be happy. And it's true. I'll stand by it. I'll debate anybody <laughs> if they want to debate yeah. joy. Yeah. We're intended to be happy. We are intended to be happy. We mess it up. By wanting boats and cars and video games and drugs and parties and sex and love and validation from our peers who don't make great choices. So you talk about the, the ghoulies and kind of like what their vibe was and you talk about your vibe now and it's very similar. And not going deep into it, but you did mention that you had the divorce, which led to the end of the ghoulies because, of course, you were in that band yeah. with, with your wife. Yeah. And, of course, stuff happens and now it's time for things to change. Yeah. Did 
did you struggle to maintain the positivity coming out of that experience? Uh, yeah, I think anyone has to. It's not something you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, there's no choice really. Yeah, you you trudge through the swamp and you come out the other side, and you know. But I, I feel lucky, and and I f- honestly feel like I learned a lot, and uh, and hopefully I'm a better person for it, and everybody is okay, you know. Lost and loving it. Yes. 2017 release. <laughs> Someone named Tim Sendra wrote of this album. Kepi has filled it with the open heart philosophy that makes him such a beloved figure to his fans. And here we are. Hooray. Hooray. Thank you. Yeah. And that, you know. I mean, it, that open heart philosophy is like what we've been talking about this whole night. And yeah. this album is, you know, an artistic manifestation of that, I would say. It's okay to be nice. And that's the thing. That's the title is like, yeah. we don't know. We don't know where yeah. we're going. And so we might as well celebrate it because yeah. we don't have a choice. No. <laughs> so do we fight it or do we get in the boat and let the storm toss us around and see what beach we land on? And that's really that thing. And there's two Lost and Loving It songs, which is fun. It, and then it started like, yeah, with the anchor song, it started getting this nautical feel. So then you get Latitude 38, which is San Francisco, yeah. Latitude 58, which is Seattle. The nautical themes are present throughout. Yes. White whale. Was that, was that organic or was that Completely. a conscious decision? Completely. No. I, I mean, little, th- you know, there, there's songs on there that aren't, but Could, there's enough that are that tie it together. But white whale is funny too, because just like rock and roll shark, like I'm playing uh, with a buddy. I was like in Minneapolis and, and we we're going to the store or whatever. And he's like, we, you know, talking about some artist. He's like, we all have our white whale to chase. And I'm like, we all have our white whale to chase. He's like, yeah, Moby Dick. You're a white whale. That's the thing. And I, I never knew that. I haven't read Moby Dick. But yeah, so, so the white whale is, you know, your, your demon or your goal or whatever. And we all have a white whale, you know, the, our, our thing. We talk about this new album and you say white whale and it's the thing that drives you. Yeah. Um, you, you do so much. You put out <laughs> so much work. Uh, I mean, I, I could ask you, like, what's next? And I'm sure you'd say, well, you know, uh, just finished recording this album, and then I've got this yeah. thing in mind. But, I mean, just, like, zooming out, less about, like, the next album or the next tour. Um, are you satisfied with the trajectory post-Ghoulies? Yeah. And do you do you desire for anything different, or do you want to keep doing what you've been doing? Um, uh, I'm happy. Like in the thing, one of these things you, you you live every day as if it was your last. Not in a sad, dark way, but just like don't waste time. You know, I, I waste plenty of time, <laughs> but I also you know set little goals. You know, like today I you know ordered some new T-shirts and did this and that for my next two. You know, but uh, uh, I'm happy. Like if it ended today, I'm like, oh, I had a good run. You know, and then uh, but you always have thing. Uh, three, I could tell you the three records I want to work on. I could. T- I want to get the Groovy Ghoulie stuff reissued, and I can't do it fast enough, but I'm working on it. And Tom Neely's putting new artwork on all the records, and we're remastering them, and they're great, but I just can't do it fast enough. Record pressing takes six months, and I'm uh, not the most organized. I mean, you, you mentioned a couple times during this that like maybe in darker moments, you, you, the thought comes to you like... Have I wasted my time? What have I done? <laughs> I mean, the fact that like the creative fire still burns inside you is yeah. very remarkable. Yeah, it, there's a lot of stuff that could extinguish that. Yeah, in this world, and the yeah. fact that you have been able to foster that and continue to do it 
deserves a lot of credit in my yeah, opinion. Thanks. And and that's gratitude. That I mean that that is the art of gratitude. Like we I give thanks that I've already made twenty records. I'd give even more thanks if I could make twenty more and I probably intend to. I don't you know, it, it may not be records, it may be or whatever, you know, I want to do acoustic things and I you know, but I'm not done with rock and roll. But when you make a solo record or a piece of art, you don't have to answer to anyone. And it's not in a snobby way. You don't have to like arrange a practice and book a studio you know if i wanted to get a band together today i have to find a place where we can practice and then make sure these two guys don't have to work and then you know getting across town and traffic and gas i don't care about any of that but it it is an effort you have have freedom to express what you uh what you're feeling instant freedom which is yeah. yeah and i think one of the purposes of my existence this round is patience and i you know <laughs> i'm not a very patient person like i, I gotta do the you so know. one of the purposes then is to to work on that yeah to try to yeah i think i'm being taught that somehow but i yeah <laughs> i don't have time to figure it out <laughs> yeah well i i just um i don't know tom if you have any closing thoughts on this whole thing or kepi if you you know at this moment in 2017 if there's anything that we haven't talked about but um you know, I just think you are a remarkable individual. Yeah, I do too. And I, I, well, you guys too. Thanks for having me. I mean, we we all are. That, yeah. that you know, it sounds it sounds all cheesy, but everybody has a purpose. You know, we all have a thing to figure out, or whatever. I I'm just working on mine, and I'm grateful for it. And uh, you know, yeah, thanks. So thank you cool. for for yeah, just yeah. spending so much time <laughs> of your life sharing art with people. Yeah, truly. thanks. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and you can do it too. I mean, like that's the thing that. Uh, that the Ramones or someone teaches you is like, you can do it too. Find your, yeah. find your thing and do it. And that's kind of why I'm here, you yeah. know, like, well, you, you know, because I don't have this, uh, remarkable, you know, like you, 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 you guitar players, you know, like Neil Young or Jay Mascus or these, you know, I, I would love that, but I'm totally not patient enough to practice. You know, tonight's performance was practice for the Aquabats tour to be completely honest. Which starts next month. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, but wouldn't you say, though, that you're able to do that because you... What, did somebody tell you that you were good enough to do it? Or has it just been yeah. inside of you? Yeah, and that's funny because these are, these are the things that, like, the lightning bolt just hit me. And I took guitar lessons when I was, like, in high school or whatever. I had a guitar. I went to these lessons, and this guy showed me the seven open chords, yeah. you know, G, C, D, whatever, right? Yeah. And the same ones I played tonight for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And... After about I don't know, six or seven lessons, I wasn't wasn't more than like two months. He's like, "That's all you need." He's like, "You have everything you need to play a barbecue. You're good to go. If you want to learn to play solos and stuff, go take lessons somewhere else." And he actually, my guitar teacher dismissed me. Perfect. <laughs> he sent me out into the world with that, yeah. and that is my gift. It's he like, was right. It's funny. It's and I've taken two guitar lessons over the last twenty years. And maybe I take a guitar lesson, and then you beep boop boop. boop uh, oh, look at this! It's on TV. <laughs> you know. I, I think that's a very good book ending point. <laughs> no, truly, truly. Yeah. You, you talked in the beginning about how everybody can be an artist. Because if you didn't, if you didn't have that that thing with that guitar teacher, yeah. who knows where your creative path would take? I know. You. I might not. I might not. I'm played rock and roll because everybody in school was playing Led Zeppelin and, and, and you know, Judas right. Priest and all these two guitar, you know. And having to take the extra lessons. Yeah, and we had the Ramones going, here's all you need. and yeah. Seven you know. chords. Yeah. That's the three. One. The Ramones yeah, didn't even use chords. four of them. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to remember one, four, five, and three <laughs> chords and you're in the game. Yeah. 
Well, here we go. I mean, what can I say except Kepi Gooley? Thank you so much for joining us tonight. <laughs> thank you, guys. Everyone yeah, should you. get ready because in just a moment, a selection of yeah. songs by this very individual yeah, will be happening. Kepi Gooley, thank you again. Thank you for listening and interviewing and filming and being here. Want me to read your fortune? Cause I can, well I can And I can put it in a language That you can understand It's no problem, it's no problem Just give me your hand Pay close attention It's all part of the plan Well you're rich enough And you're famous enough You got all the tools you need to survive You're rich enough And you're famous enough You got love And you're alive Yeah Well do you want me to read your fortune Cause I can well, I can, and I can put it in a language that you can understand, and it's no problem, it's no problem. Just give me your hand, pay close attention, it's all part of the plan. Well, you're rich enough, and you're famous enough, you got all the tools you need to survive. You're rich enough And you're famous enough You got love And you're alive Yeah! Fear not children, carry on with what you do Knowledge is its own reward You can and must break through When your heroes are weirdos Naysay is often what you'll get Don't worry children, don't dwell on it Don't get upset Cheer up children, you are the very best can and will pass the test When your heroes are weirdos can end up in odd positions 
At the awkward receiving end of the strangest inquisitions Chin up children, take comfort in what you know Stand firm, grab, plow, and sow Chin up children, take comfort in what you know Stand firm, grab, plow, and sow Yeah! Go chase your white whale And I'll be on the beach You go risk your life for thrills All my goals are reached I'll meet you here again I'll meet you here, my friend Yeah, yeah I'll meet you here again I'll meet you here, my friend Yeah, yeah Go chase your bounty You stay on the run You go sail into the storm And I'll just catch some sun Good luck to you, my friend I'll meet you here again Yeah, yeah Good luck to you, my friend I'll meet you here again Yeah, yeah Always trust that we'll meet here again. And we'll always be friends, yeah, yeah. We'll meet here again. We'll always be friends, yeah, yeah. Sometimes things try to get in my way 
sometimes things try to ruin our day, but it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. For the most part, when I look in your heart, it's a wonderful life. Sometimes things try to beat us around. Sometimes things try to knock me down, but it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Sometimes I don't have too much to spend. Sometimes I'm down to a single friend, but it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. For the most part, when I look in your heart, it's a wonderful life. People try and hurt us People, they desert us But it's okay We'll make it anyway People, they say mean things Well, I'm not sure if they mean it If they do, it's okay We'll make it any old way We can go live out into the desert And we can just do whatever we want Cause it's a wonderful life it's a wonderful life We can sit and stare at the moon And I can play you a simple tune Cause it's a wonderful life It's a wonderful life For the most part When I look in your heart It's a wonderful life Yeah. 